Welcome to Fantasy 15, a podcast meant to answer all of your fantasy football questions or as many as I can get to in 15 minutes. I'm your host, Zach Freed. If you like what you hear today, please subscribe, rate, review, share, follow on Twitter at Fantasy15, or follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash Fantasy15. And if you have any questions, remember you can submit those to Fantasy15 at gmail.com. Today we're getting into the first of probably a series of episodes where I'm going to build out my individual player projections. The first step of that, as far as I'm concerned, is going through each team and looking at what their win-loss totals are going to be, what their record's going to be on the year. This is important because we're going to have to think of game script, and teams that have more wins are probably going to be a little bit higher in run totals. Teams that have more losses are going to be trailing more often, which means they're probably going to have to pass a little bit more. So this is something that we need to do first to kind of establish a baseline of what the typical game script for that team is going to look like. And I'm just going to walk you through those today and my process for coming up with those. So the first thing that I did was I went through and looked at the Vegas lines, the Vegas predictions each season, and then I compared those to what the actual win totals were end of season. And and that gave me a difference. Um, And those differences I averaged all together. And believe it or not, Vegas is usually pretty spot on. The average difference throughout the entire NFL came out to decimal points. We're talking like 0.1, 0. 0.2, uh, 0. 0.3 was the farthest um, like total off they've ever been. And then I used that to come up with a standard deviation. What standard deviation tells us is how much beyond that average uh, teams typically went. So for example, if the standard deviation was 2.5, that means that the average was pretty much zero, but the typical team could fluctuate plus or minus two and a half wins based on their actual projection. Um, So that gives me an idea. You don't want to necessarily have a team projected for four or five more wins than what Vegas says. You want them to fall in that standard deviation within that sweet spot kind of range. And the standard deviation over the last five years ranges from 2.5 to 3.1. So about two and a half to three games off of the Vegas predictions. Once we have that range kind of figured out, then we can go back and look at outliers. So for example, last year, the Baltimore Ravens were five and a half games above the Vegas prediction. Now they're an outlier because Lamar Jackson had an MVP caliber season. And if you look at outlier teams, typically they fall into a couple buckets. One of them being a quarterback or a offensive player just having a tremendous MVP caliber season. One of them being a important player suffering a season-long injury. So, for example, uh, the 49ers a couple years ago really suffered. I believe they had like a a four-and-a-half game um, miss on their projections, but Jimmy G missed a large portion of the season. Um, So things like that are really what account for them. And then there are the teams that go from worst to first, and those are just kind of teams that come out and just do a lot better than expected, and and I'm kind of accounted for that with a couple teams. The next thing I did was I just went through and kind of listed out every team's schedule and their projected win totals, and then I just kind of went through and started figuring um, 
what their win-loss record would be, taking into account that there's 256 total games on the season, so there's got to be 256 winners, 256 losers. Yes, in my model, there are no ties. I I felt like it was pretty ridiculous to try to predict a tie in an NFL game. So let's get into the win-loss records. Uh, In the NFC North, I had the Packers going 11-5. I think that's completely reasonable. Um, I think the North is one of the weaker divisions in the NFC this year. Um, Not as weak as the NFC East, but I still think that the Packers kind of walk through that division. I think the only game that I actually had them losing was a late-season game to the Lions. Um, I don't see them having any problems with the Bears. I don't really see them having problems with the Vikings. I think they were exposed uh, last season pretty bad in the playoffs. Um, Despite the kind of turmoil that's going on in Green Bay with Rodgers, I don't think their offense really suffers. Um, Their defense improved a little bit, so I think that's a completely reasonable total for them. The Vikings I have going 8-8. I just don't see kind of the upper-tier talent on that team. I don't see if Dalvin Cook can't make it the entire season, then what are they going to do? Their defense was struggling last year. I don't think they made enough improvements to really – get back to where they were last year, and obviously they lost Stephon Diggs. Replacing him with um, Justin Jefferson, I don't know that that's going to be enough. The Bears I had going 6-10, and 10, and honestly, I the Bears are going to be bad. Um, doesn't matter who their quarterback's going to be. Even if it's Foles, he's not going to go out and win them games. The reason the Bears, I have them winning six games is because their defense is so good that I think there's at least six games that they'll win purely off of their defense. And then the Lions I had going 4-12. and 12. Um, I actually figured into the Lions schedule a point in the season where uh, Matt Patricia would probably be fired and then they would maybe get a, a win bump later in the year. Um, I only had them winning one game um, early on in the season and actually the last three wins came later in the season uh, because usually a team, once their head coach gets fired, has a little bit more motivation. Um So going on to the next division at the NFC South, I had two playoff teams coming out of the South, the Saints at 13-3 and and the Buccaneers at 11-5. And and the Saints, I think, are going to be the number one seed in the entire NFC. Um, They're already great last season. They're really motivated because they kind of got upset early on in the playoffs. Drew Brees is coming back for probably his last season. They upgraded their wide receiver two position. Kamara is going to be healthy. It's just a an all-around really great offense, and their defense is good enough uh, to really compete at a high level. The Buccaneers I had going 11-5 and five solely because I don't know what that pass defense is going to look like, and uh, who knows how Tom Brady is going to mesh with all those receivers. He's been meeting kind of with some people as he's able to, to, to build those relationships, but without a full offseason, we don't know what that's going to really give us in the Buccaneers offense. The Falcons I saw going seven and nine, um, and and I think that that was the hardest one for me. I really struggled with the Falcons because I want them to be a playoff team, but I don't think they have the ability to. I think they have an aging offense. Uh, Todd Gurley's not going to be enough for them, and that defense, like while it pulled it together in the second half of last year, it looked awful in the first half of last year. So who knows what's going on with the Falcons' defense? And then the Panthers finished last in the South, and actually I have them tied for last in the entire NFC and entire NFL with the worst record, 3-13. and I think the Panthers really struggle uh, defensively. They 
have lost a ton on the defensive side with just Luke Hickley being gone. And obviously, uh, a new coach, a new offense, who knows what to expect. I'm not expecting much from them. Going over to the NFC East, that's actually the weakest division, in my opinion. Uh, the Cowboys win it at 10-6. and six. They have no defense, so I don't have them really beating any strong teams. But their schedule, if they just beat the teams they should beat, they win 10 games. Um, the Eagles I have set going 7-9. and nine. I think the Eagles are one of the more overrated teams in the NFC the last few seasons. Um, they... they they made some adjustments on uh, defense. They m- brought some guys in, but I don't think it's going to be enough. The Giants I have going 5-11. and 11. I still think they have growing pains uh, with Daniel Jones. He still is going to turn the ball over a little bit too much for them to consistently get wins. And the Redskins I have going 3-13. and 13. I just think the Redskins aren't a great team. Um, they have a lot of rebuilding to do before they get to a competitive place. The NFC West I had as the most competitive division in the NFC. Uh, the Seahawks going 11-5. and five. The Cardinals coming out of nowhere and going 10-6. and six. Uh, I'm not going to talk that much about the Seahawks because that's completely within the realm of possibility. I want to talk about the Cardinals going 10-6. and six. So every season there seems to be a team that goes from worst to first, uh, just goes from being completely irrelevant to being in the playoffs. The Cardinals are the team in the NFC that I kind of put all my eggs in that basket. They upgraded their offense, obviously, uh, bringing in um, Hopkins and keeping Drake at running back. As long as they stay healthy, I think 10 wins is completely within the realm of possibility with that offense. Uh, the 49ers, I have going 9-7. and seven. Usually teams slip a little bit after losing in the Super Bowl. Most of those teams, though typically hold it together enough to make the playoffs. So I have the 49ers getting into the playoffs in the last spot at 9-7, and seven, uh, but not necessarily being the powerhouse that they were last year. The Rams I have going 8-8, eight and eight, um, just because their division is so good. Uh, obviously, they're struggling at running back. Their offense is going through some growing pains as well. I have them going 8-8, eight and eight, but I they would not shock me if they ended up making the playoffs instead of someone else on my list. Let's move over to the AFC now. In the AFC North, the Ravens are going to repeat, in my opinion, as the number one team. Uh, I have them going 13-3. and three. I just think the Ravens are a very tough offense. Lamar Jackson, unless he gets hurt, can't really be stopped. A lot of people are pointing to what the Titans did in the playoffs, saying that they stopped Lamar Jackson. They really didn't. If you look at his stats in that game, he, he really tore them apart. They just kind of bent but didn't break. Uh, I think that's going to be enough motivation to really get this team that's kind of backed by a great defense to get them back to where they were last season. Uh, the Steelers I have going 10-6. and six. Big Ben coming back kind of rejuvenates that offense. Um, if James Conner can stay healthy, that offense could really hum. That offense could really be do something. And then they have a great defense. One thing that they did last season was really sure up some spots by by bringing in Minka Fitzpatrick on their defense. The Browns I have going 7-9. and nine. I just think Stefanski coming in, um, I don't necessarily think he shows up and takes the Browns to a Super Bowl, takes them to the playoffs even. Um, I, I just think that's a lot of personality for a new coach to manage. And so they're going to be good. Uh, they're going to be a team that on any given week could probably knock off one of the top teams in the league, but I don't think they're going to be there consistently. 
And then the Bengals I have going four and 12. Um, and that's just a matter of Joe Burrow going through some growing pains as a young quarterback. He's probably going to be thrown in as the starter uh, week one, and it's not going to be great for the Bengals offensively. In the AFC South, I have the Titans going 12-4. and four. Um, I just think that Tannehill might have found something. Uh, if nothing else, the Titans have a good defense. They have a great run game, and I think that's going to be enough in a pretty weak division outside of the top two teams. And then the Colts are kind of a surprise team coming out of this division. I have them going 11-5. and five. Um, I think Phillip Rivers coming in behind a good offensive line is going to show that he has a lot left in the tank. Um, obviously they upgraded their running back with Jonathan Taylor. That's going to be a two, maybe even three headed monster out of the backfield. Um, the Texans I had slipping to six and 10. I just think offensively the weapons aren't there anymore. And if Deshaun Watson gets injured, there's literally nothing for the Texans to do to move the ball. And the Jaguars I have going three and 13. Um, I just think that their defense, like they're tanking that that's got to be the case. Um, if they don't have Fournette by mid season, that wouldn't shock me. And, and I think they're really going hard after that number one overall pick in the AFC East. I have the bills going 12 and four, uh, just kind of a repeat of last season. Um, Josh Allen taking the next step, Stefan Diggs really helping out that offense, the defense being strong like it was last year. The Patriots I have slipping to 7-9. and nine. I just don't see how the Patriots' offense is going to put up points. Their defense is still going to be pretty good, but the offensive weapons just don't seem like they're there for me. Uh, the Dolphins I have going 6-10. and 10. Um, They're going to upset some teams. They're going to be right there, I think, in a lot of games, but the inconsistency with quarterback play, especially if Fitzpatrick is the quarterback, is going to keep them from really taking the next step until Tua steps in. The Jets I had going 3-13, and 13, solely because I think Adam Gase is a bad head coach. I don't think he's really going to be able to motivate that team. I don't think there's a ton of weapons offensively. There's an aging Le'Veon Bell, uh, wide receivers that don't really have a ton of consistent talent. Um, Sam Darnold, who we don't really know what he is yet. We thought he was going to be this star in the NFL, and so far it hasn't necessarily been the case. And then the AFC West, I have the Chiefs going 11-5. and Not surprising, Super Bowl champs coming back strong. Um, it was kind of hard for me to give them five losses, but you, usually if it was a toss-up, I pretty much went with the other team um, if the Chiefs weren't playing at home. And then the Broncos, a surprise team going 11-5. and five. I think that offense um, really upgraded this season. They showed some confidence in Drew Locke. The defense is there with a defense-minded head coach in Vic Fangio. So I wouldn't be shocked if they came in this season and really um, overachieved. The Raiders ahead going 9-7, and seven, just missing the playoffs. I think they're a good team, but I don't think they're a great team. Uh, and then the Chargers ahead going 5-11. and 11. Um so those are my win-loss totals on the season. Get a hold of me and let me know how bad I did. Once again, you can get a hold of me on Twitter at Fantasy15, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Fantasy15, and email anything to Fantasy15 at gmail.com. If you like the show, subscribe, rate, review, share, and follow on social media. Thanks for listening. See you next week.